we always got to start the show the way that we always start the show. Yeah. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto. Oh, yeah, man. Y'all know what time it is. It's yeah. time for the Chop Up Show. We know mm-hmm. you're going to keep it chopped up, never slopped up. It's your boy, George Lee, a.k.a. Consciously. Don't forget the Lee. GeorgeLeeSpeaks.com. Y'all already know what time it is and who I'm with. Hey, it's your girl, Toya G. Another Monday with the gang up in this thing. Happy to be with y'all uh, doing what it is that we need to do. We got to connect. We got to handle business. Chopped up, never slopped up, like Lee said. You know, I'm in the building. Got somebody else with us, though. Who else? Hey, y'all know what it is, man. It's Damo, the political plug. I need to be chopped up because I'm looking kind of slopped up right now. But, hey, you know, good. we here. You know, We're about to get it in. You feel me? Let's focus on the dialogue and not what's going on around here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out you know? to Brown Girl Life. Definitely glad you got to catch us, too. Aaliyah Don, always a pleasure to have you up in here. And I know, you know, you just threw an amen in, amen in there because it's already been a long week. It's just, I don't know. I think that transition from summer to, to fall is one where you kind of unknowingly pulling yourself to, you know, and transitioning to just a new season, a new frame mm-hmm. of mind, new frame of reference. So, it could be a little hectic. Emac, what's good with you? Right. And it hits you ugly. It, it, it's never a smooth transition. Like the yeah, thing about summertime is like you, like you go from kicking it to, you know what I'm saying? It's like you back to business as, as usual, even as adults. Like summertime still, you know what I mean? Your frame summertime, of mind. I mean, I live a, one, one of the things I've never, you know, as an adult, I've never lived life outside of like a school time frame. So, like, I don't know nothing about that. Like, my summer is very programmed. So, when it comes to an end, it comes to a very real abrupt end. Like, this is my last free night um, as a, a person who belongs to myself before I, I start classes again and begin, you know, a whole nother semester of the 16-week March to another break. You know what I'm saying? So, when you live that life of an automatic summer and a lot of automatic fall and automatic, the seasons change very automatically. Mm-hmm. Ah, it could be rough. The transitions yeah, yeah. be a little bit more fixed, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, I mean, hey, y'all did. I'm, I mean, the, the difference is these these people are teachers. I'm not. I'm not a teacher, so it don't hit me as hard. But it's still, it is still it low key hit. You know what I'm saying? Pretty heavy. So cool. shout out to shout out to all them teachers out there, especially with you know everything that's going on. We still, it's like we in a um, we in a pandemic, but it's like we acting like we not. You feel me? It's like y'all know how people be in a relationship, but it's like y'all boyfriend and girlfriend. But y'all like, nah, nah, we ain't together like that. But it's like, yes, y'all are. You know what I'm saying? It's like we still in this pandemic, and we acting like, nah, it's, it's just the nah, nigga, we in the pandemic, so we here. I'm ready to get it in. What's up, Khadijah? Peak of promise, life, new Eric Kang. I ain't looking for no sympathy, baby. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. I'm just explaining how it feels when you go from one isolation to the next. So don't never get it messed up. But I understand perseverance is key. Check that. Um, it's love from me to you. But I, I, it ain't rough out here. I'm just calling it like it is. Uh, and Aaliyah Don said, from fun to business, whether it's school for you or school for the kids, work feels differently from summer to fall. You are racing to get everything done before the sun goes down and the sun go down a whole lot earlier. Y'all wait. Till it's five fifteen, it's dark than the mug outside. Y'all know them days is coming too. And mm. it was oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey, yeah. hey, brown girl life. I do got some different dancing moves for the, for the for the for the fall. You feel me? I'm gonna be. He's young. lying. I got a Harlem shake for he's you. He's lying. You know? 
Hey, he pulling, pulling out good. the same Harlem shake from two years ago. Do not think that it's new, y'all. <laughs> nah, the you Harlem going back shake, into the catalog the from 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 eleven years. What? It's Twenty years ago when we was Harlem shaking. I'm talking about that Harlem shake. Mm-mm. We gonna see. Matter of fact, I want to see more dance battles because I think my baby Izzy. I think she got you beat, bro. My baby Izzy got you beat. Factual. Yeah. yeah. Tell her I said what's up because now she be like, Daddy. Izzy, Izzy in kindergarten now. Izzy in bed. She got school in the morning. Okay, right, she got something right, to do. She got right. something to do tomorrow. Right, okay. Right. Well, let's get it. Go ahead, Lee. Oh yeah, man. So without further ado, we know that the world's tuned in to what happened. You feel me? This past weekend in Oregon was it called the Bella Font, the Bella, the Bella Fonte race, or some Bella Font race, or something like that. Yeah, what I think it, it's called the pre Bella Fonte. The the pre Bella Fonte race in Oregon. The pre Font. Is what it's called, and it was in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, Eugene, Oregon, this past yeah, year. Yeah, Eugene, Oregon. We know that Shakira Richardson had a race. You feel me? You know what I mean? Along with a lot of other people, because you know, though all the other people finished before Shakira. And there's been a lot of different jokes, a lot of different funny memes. You feel me? I ain't gonna cap before I give you my take a little bit because we're gonna jump right into it. You know what I'm saying? Some of some of the stuff is funny, like the meme with her with the big shoes, uh, with the big Timberland boots, and she she in last. That was kind of funny. But just to jump right into it, do y'all find it funny that we just was talking about mental health and Simone Biles, and then we backdoed and now we making fun of you feel me, Shakira, who just lost her mother and went through a whole you feel me thing where the whole world was there. I feel like am I the only person that feel weird about that there or? Um, you know, I think we go back and forth and I want to make sure uh, we make sure we shout out the people who won. Right. The women from Jamaica definitely handled their business. Uh, Elaine Thompson Hera. Right. Won the 100 meter race, uh, as well as Shelly Ann Frazier Price, who was the person who was highly speculated to, to plan on cooking her anyway, came in second. And I believe there was another a third runner from Jamaica whose name I'm not familiar with. Sharika uh, Jackson is her name. Who finished third in the race? So Jamaica has cleaned it up, and I want to make sure we shout out all black women because even Shakari said, "I love all black women. I love, I love all women." And, and, and that was the dominance that we saw, regardless. Like even exactly, though Shakari's right? story, so I want to make sure we out there. We got to say their names. You know what I'm saying? In life, right. as well as in other circumstances. But uh, giving roses where they at, they cook out there in that race. Now, in terms of mental health. Um, and what we said, I think you know we wishy washy. You know we say a lot of things. It, I don't want to cross uh, any topics over, but we also saw Elizo who was on social media crying because of how people was talking about her weight and her image. The same old story, just a different day. When we, as a social media community, said, "Oh, we saw what happened to Chad. We ain't gonna say no bad or no negative stuff no more about people's appearances." So when it comes to caring about certain issues, we 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 play games. We go back and forth. It's a lot of wishy-washiness and I think that it is sad that the sympathy we have for her one day recognizing the grief of losing a mother and dealing with that none of that nobody talks about the fact that she lost her mom that all of this precipitated and all this you know what I'm saying nobody is talking about that part and the story is getting all convoluted and so it it, it sucks because we're not paying attention to to where we how we got to carry into our vocabulary as a household name in the first place right I mean I think um I mean, it, it, it's social media, right? It's the bullshit that sells. It's the bullshit that gets the likes. It's the bullshit, you know what I mean? And, and I think it, it's like she's a she's an easy target because 
uh, because of the culture war, to be honest, right? The the relationship that we that the that American culture has with marijuana, the the myth that you know it's this illegal drug and it's terrible, you know, and all these other things. While there's billions of dollars being made off of it currently, you know what I mean? And the conversation of legalizing it and the impact that you know the Olympics, people defending her, and then yeah. you know there was a um, there was a commercial that aired. Uh, before the race, a Nike commercial where, you know, she was being hurt, right? Like she was talking about, you know, I'll be at the finish line if y'all need me type shit. And let's be for real. This this society hates to see black people talk they shit, period. And so when we talk the shit that we talk, the way that we talk it, mm. people are waiting for us to fail. And that's essentially what happened with Shakari. And, and Unfortunately, it was it was, you know, she came up short in the way that she came up short. But even though you have, you know, a lot of people that's running their mouth, like, fortunately, I don't associate myself with those type of people because I ain't seen them conversations. Right. Most of what I've seen in terms of social media about Shakari Richardson has been about hey, damn, baby girl. But hey, we with you on the next one, though. You know what I'm saying? Like you still like our track and field star. Right. And like, see, you still, I mean. I love your timeline because niggas is wishy-washy. They fake. You know what I'm saying? And that's what kills me about the memes and stuff like that. The memification of things. It is I want to call out somebody in particular when you finish, though, but go it, ahead. It has always blown my mind how quick niggas are quick. Like, when it comes to creating a meme for anything, we should be running the world. Like, we should have IT. We should have digital media. We should we should be running all of that because when something happens, I'm talking about remixes of beans, greens, tomatoes. We got remixes. We got videos. We got memes. And it, it always seems like our energy. Sometimes it goes and we get some of our best cultural moments. You know what I'm saying? I remember December 12th, everybody going to get their super power. Like, that was a lot of fun. But then it's moments like this. They get commemorated and held. And it's where we use our superpowers for evil instead of for good. You know what I'm saying? And I hate that because it's not just the world who was like, oh, I'm about to just roast you and get on your head and how high you get, look at what happened to you, whatever. It's specifically niggas who is specifically black people who are just like, yep, don't feel sorry for you. Look at you. Ha ha. It's great to see you fail. Yeah, That's what you get. Like a lot of, a lot of, I mean, I seen so many people saying, talking about that race. Um, and saying that she was going to be cooked on, saying that she didn't have a chance, saying that you, you really go. And I mean, part of it is couch and truth. The women of Jamaica are fast, but a lot of it is because people wanted to humble her. Mm. Wanted yeah. to felt like she was too big. And they too wanted to, her. to humble her. They, they, wanted they needed to humble, to humble her. And so people didn't want to hear her being, you know, boastful about her, her resurgence and how she was going to come back and handle business. People didn't want to, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, we, we, we had a different episode. Y'all make sure y'all go check out the Shakari episode that we already got. Up where we got into a lot of her rants. We got into what she said concerning Little Nas X. We got into, you know, a lot of those things. So she's added fuel to the fire in terms of her perception with other people. And, but all of it, bottom line, is a missed opportunity to show grace, to love on people, to meet people where they are, to take a champion and recognize it. To uh, This is what athletes do. Marshawn Lynch will talk his shit. Mm. Nah, hey, coach, we can start shit. people with certain things, mm -hmm. especially black women. We know you know what I'm saying. But when a black woman get up there and do it, it's just it's rough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people don't want to peel back the layers and see how rough she getting treated. But uh, old girl been yeah. been getting did bad for like the, the last month for so. for a minute, yeah. And and, and I want to say this right because this and y'all know how I talk about like 
uh hero worship and all the bullshit, right? Like when we talk about sports, this and this is a this is a large portion of the hypocrisy. Because I'm gonna get at niggas like Emmanuel Acho. You feel me? I'm gonna get at niggas like that in just a second. But sports is about perseverance. Our sports heroes are the people who we look at and see, like, look at what they overcame. Look at what it wasn't about having an undefeated season. It wasn't about other than Jordan. It's not about winning the championship <laughs> every time you there, right? Mm-hmm, I think that's mm-hmm. why that's what makes Jordan, you know, great like he is. But but for every for everybody else, it's not about you know always coming out on top. Great, the greatest sports stories always have to do with where you came up short and how you learn from it. George, what was my mantra, bro, when it came to debate? You don't learn from winning. <laughs> like that's not you you don't get better when you win that it don't work yeah. like that right because mm-hmm. you have to understand what it's like to, like that that feeling of you coming up short how that drives the greats forward to be like that the next time i'm in this moment i'm gonna remember this yeah you know what i'm saying and to set to look at her in this moment and be like this is a moment where you should be now you should be less arrogant now you shouldn't talk as much. Now you shouldn't mm-hmm. be as boastful. You don't know sports. You you not you not talking about a sports or, story. Or you telling them they do know sports and they just have a special clause and or type of standard when it comes to how black women, particularly black women from the hood, should right. be able to be able to be boastful. Because of what I see is the weaponization of respectability politics and a whole bunch of tone policing. And yeah, I think that because of the tone that she comes off in terms of being unapologetic and talking her shit in a way that's very, I feel like, textual to how we talk in the hood, especially mm-hmm. when a southern draw with it. I think mm-hmm. that it leaves a nasty taste in people's mouth, regardless of what she's talking about. And then when you add on, they feel like Shakira, you lost. Yeah. So you should be sad, and you should be <clears throat> upset, and you should be showing us that you and because she did not, they feel like it wasn't respectable. And therefore, justify tone policing. That's why everybody talking about humbling her and should because 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 I knew something was up when I was listening to the radio today, and they was talking about the word professionalism, and literally said because she said the word shit on live TV, mm-hmm. she was messing the bag up and messing the money up and this that and the other. And I was thinking like y'all going this far in terms of talking about professionalism, and you really using it in the guise of respectability politics to try yeah. to shit on this black woman. If you think she lost and you criticize her for lot for losing, you can do that in her performance of the race, whatever, right? But when you start going into the character and start to me start mm-hmm. making a personal attack, that's when it started not sitting right with me. I mean, I think uh, you know, I just I was gonna say, I think you know, and it's a fine line we have to walk because this is also we're in the era of the baby, right? And unfortunate comments and how we start to deal with and navigate because Shakira said some things. That have rubbed people the wrong way. It's problematic. Not just, <laughs> it's not just, literally, her, her mouth has got her gotten her in trouble, which is how we her Twitter look fingers. at, huh? Yeah, her, her Twitter fingers. fingers. I mean, yeah. And so you know, a lot of people. Again, another. Uh, I think 
typecast the black girls is that she got a jazzy mouth anyway. You know what I'm saying? And like George said, with the hair, with the sassy, That's everything the is amplified, yeah. right? But yeah. also, she, you know, there were just some things that she was wrong about. You know, even in saying Lil Nas X, and I mentioned this comment before, extended grace to her. People was like, yeah, I think he even said today, like, yeah, I saw her comment. I still hope she's successful because he yeah. she had tweeted that I basically hope Lil Nas fails at everything he does. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, if you follow like, Lil Nas X, unfollow me or something. Yeah, if you follow him, unfollow me or whatever. And she was like, I still want him to be, he said he still wanted her to be successful. You know what I'm saying? So she, there's a lot of, I say all this to say, I point out these comments. I bring up the baby. I bring up these conversations because we are still, when it's all said and done, forcing regular ass people who just are good at a thing to have to be perfect right before our very eyes. Now you get chances, but you only get so many. I feel like compared to the baby, which we've already analyzed and broken down why, you know, his has been deemed as insincere and inauthentic. He hasn't been able to bounce back as fast. I think there's been a level of maturation that people are missing and skipping over and jumping over when it comes to her that mm -hmm. have allowed for them to throw her away. Right. Whole interviews from that weekend where she lost that race talks about how she loves black women, loves all women, is champion and celebrating all of them, does not feel bad. It's not going to her head down. Regardless of what flag, what ethnicity, what community, what country, rather, you know what I'm saying? It's about just being excellent. And she's going to continue paying attention to her business and doing what she can. It's not the last we're going to see her, hear her, whatever. What, and I know. I, what happens when we get so fixated on one moment? We don't look at the growth, the maturation, the development. We don't put hope. You know, and some of these people, because I don't even think the baby is completely hopeless. I don't have a lot of space for him. I think he was given a lot of space and a lot of bandwidth and did a lot of shit with it, like like nothingness with it. So it's a little smaller, but I haven't like whatever. And that's just me and my own political orientation toward people being redeemable. Right. That's me. I handle that. I'll eat that. Right. But I, I just the veracity, the, the the aggression by which she's been thrown away. People, man, in these in these threads are just mean. You know what I'm saying? Like she's just. And speaking of. And speaking of mean people, and and listen, this is the, the the chop up is a growing platform. We do have a celebrity on here, but we growing as a platform, as I said, mm -hmm. right? So I'm about to talk to somebody who probably not gonna hear this, but y'all walk with me. So, Emmanuel Acho, you have positioned yourself as someone in the media who is known to have difficult conversations. In those conversations, the ones that's going viral, at least, are conversations that you're having with white people, forcing white people to come to grips with the uncomfortability that they have with, with blackness, conversations about policing, etc. For those who don't know, Emmanuel Acho is an ex-football player, uh, played for the University of Texas. I think he got drafted by Philadelphia. Didn't have an extensive NFL career, but is now a journalist, has a show on Fox Sports uh, with... George homeboy. Uh what's that nigga? Uh uh Marcellus Wiley. Shout out to Marcellus Wiley, man. Shout out to <laughs> shout out to you. Now, Emmanuel Acho has been overly critical of Shikari and her relationship with marijuana. It was he's made certain statements about how far do we go in terms of the conversations of legalizing or allowing marijuana for specifically in the field of uh track and field. Mm -hmm. where he argues that, okay, runners, where you just got to run in a straight line, that's one thing. In a sense, deleted tweet, to be clear. This tweet has been deleted. Sure. Uh, but he says that running running as, as a runner, right, that's, okay, you smoke a little weed, you can run, whatever. That, that's, that's what that is. But what if you're doing shot put? What if you're doing javelin, right? Should you be smoking weed and then throwing it? You know what I mean? That, that type of conversation. 
Sure. Right. You're intoxicated. You're throwing a heavy object. Is that what it is? Like you are. Right. Okay. And it's like, okay. Right. Like, so maybe there's a legitimate conversation to be had in terms of where that sits. Right. But when the first thing that you do is jump towards, uh, you know, again, on the jumping on the bandwagon of being overly critical of Shikari, pointing out, um, you know, when she's talking about they're gonna have she made the comment they're gonna have to see me, you know, what I mean, in terms mm-hmm. of the people that she's racing that were in the Olympics, he pointed out how well, in order for them to see you, you got to cross the finish line and all of that type of shit, right? You can't tell me that your agenda is to have tough conversations, but as a black man, you can't see how you are jumping on the bandwagon mm-hmm. to humble a black woman that you think is a braggart that you feel is has some type of agenda that doesn't necessarily fit a uh, a respectable politic that you push. Sure. Now, brother, brother, when we're talking about having uncomfortable conversations, it ain't about what you're talking about with white people. It's also the conversations that we have within ourselves. How are we, as black people, orienting ourselves towards other black people? And the one thing that we don't see and that we don't pay enough attention to is that we don't give black people the 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 uh told you what the grace mm-hmm. right the compassion sure the uh patience mm-hmm. that we give to white people that want to talk to us about race well you know i think something that's very unique about sports too is that in sports a lot of the cues white people get to talk about black athletes and how to talk about them, they take from black people, right? Some of it, of course, is just always going to be anti-black, right? When they talk about how black players look at draft camps or at training camps and how they look like beasts. What happened? You good? Yeah, give us a second. Just having some... Technical difficulties. Clearly, George and dropped out. So you shit fucking up. All right. Okay, George is back. You good, bro? Yeah, I don't know what happened. My internet just, just. I, it may be Streamyard, dog. Because like that's the and then look like Toya having issues too. It may be Streamyard. Yeah, Y'all bear with us. We was cooking though, right? We was cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we was cooking. Yeah, y'all. Bear with us. We about to get it back, man. Streamyard is also oh, no. Go to your room. <laughs> She's talking to a dog. People, not I a am sorry. <laughs> to be clear, <laughs> y'all bear with us. We cooking though, man. Yeah, All right. We don't care. Like celebrities can get this work. Go ahead, Tony. <laughs> My bad. I cut out. Don't even know why. I don't know what happened. But this is what I'll say. Uh, the internet is uh, sports media is already anti-black. You look at training camps, you look at drafts, you see the big black players and they're all different weird ways to talk about and describe them. You see the coverage of like all that shit, right? Um, Even domestic violence issues. We see those examples. But outside of that, I think that black journalists, I'm sorry, white journalists take cues from black people. Like, is it okay to talk about people? Is it okay to say Mm -hmm. it this way? Is it okay to do it this way? And I think this is where we get the comfortability, right? The people like the Emanuels, the people like the, um, I mean, there's a- uh, Even Roland Martin, even Roland Martin, I feel like I rock with Roland, but the, what he's, his comments on, on on this one too is still like, okay, Roland, like, what are you doing? Well, here's the point that I'm getting at, right? Is they get to make these racialized comments and they get away with it because sports is supposed to be about the athlete. It's supposed to be about the, phys- the, the physicality, right? Like yeah. Physicality, right? So yeah, it, gives them, yeah. it gives them license to kind of unracialize 
under the guise of competition and what makes a good competitor. And so you get to get off a whole bunch of wild shit. And while people in particular get to say really wild shit about people like Serena. So when she gets upset and slams a racket or something like that, or when Shakari Shakari says or has a like all of it gets tangled up and orchestrated in this real weird paradox of anti-blackness, sports journalism, a whole lot of gaslighting, a whole lot of bullshit. So I don't know. This is supposed to be a snapshot. So I feel like we've kind of talked through a lot of what Shakari has been dealing with. My aspirations and hope for her, black woman, a black woman, is that especially as a younger black woman that she continues to grow. The comments talked about her age a lot, um, which is something to remember. Like we got to give people space. But you ask for the spotlight and a limelight. So your learning curve got to be quick. And that's the other thing we got to remember because people going to hold you to it. So, but hopefully from here, you know, her racing can speak for itself because I wasn't expecting her to come in ninth either, but like, come on. Yeah, it wasn't nobody. We, we, I mean, and, and I'll say this and then I'll let you close it out, George. I mean, I think that when we, when, specifically black people, we talking about sports right now, uniquely highlighting somebody like Emmanuel Acho, but in terms of media in general, whether we talking traditional media, print media, social media, whatever, we have a responsibility to our people. We have a responsibility to our people. We the way that we handle our own people in these different forms of media gives other people, other groups of people, other races, it it gives them a justification for how they come at us, mm. right? Because a lot of a lot of times what you hear is even such and such says, even this person believes, and mm. they're using a black person that's been critical of another black person to justify their racist, pathologized understanding. I said it better than I've ever said it in that moment. You I'm did, glad we job. practiced before the show. <laughs> but they, they, they take these perceptions of us as a people and they justify it based on the way that other black people perceive us. And so it, we owe it to our own people to yeah. make sure that when we are having these conversations, we are doing it with, like Toya said, the grace and the patience of our people to make sure that we're not giving other people a pass to wild out. Yeah. And, and in closing, Toya used this word maturation. So I think I'm going to close it around this word maturation. Miley Cyrus is 28 years old. Come on. It up, right. In terms of being able to bounce back from shortcomings, as well as being seen as redeemable and or redeemable. Think about how Miley Cyrus is positioned. You feel me? When she out here doing anything in terms of being unprofessional and or unraveling, you know what I'm saying, quote unquote, you feel me for eyes. In she got on the VMAs looking like an uncooked chicken, and everybody was gyrated on uh, Robin Thicke and disgustingly. It was great. Uh, it was great media, and she was able to grow from that and change it all into a wonderful, respectable art. So just moments. Sure. Yeah, well, we she, she evolved my in her anti-blackness though, like because yeah, like when she got out of that phase, oh, she yes, was very man. critical of the people that All she that to it for sure. appropriate. All yeah, that sure. The only point <laughs> is that Shakira is only twenty-one years old, and when we think about how maturation is used in terms of black people and white people and people in between, there's something to be said about how younger black people has maturation deployed against them in ways that's able to discredit who they are, where they come from, and how they get to move forward. Just a word on maturation, you feel me, and how we see how people should act or should not act based off of age and race. Because there's definitely some discrepancies there. Me, my guys, we really lie. Lord, forgive me, pay my ties. Please don't have me reach inside. And that's in a console. Keep the semi when I ride. Let off Henny when I drive. In the city, we gon' slide. Bet I be there pronto.